Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 19 of the Caesar's Show. I can't believe we came this far, man. It's about to be episode 20, you know, next week or the week after. I don't know yet, but I'm literally getting a little tears right now, you know. Just a shout out to, you know, all of the subscribers and, you know, the new people that, you know, buy into what I'm doing. And I really think we're going to go far with that. Just to recap you guys on last week's episode, it was episode 18. And I had my boy Marcelo all the way from Cali coming in, a friend of Boogie Cousins. You know, we sat down. He was a live call in. And, we, you know, we talked about DeMarcus Cousins offseason, you know, his whole future with the Pelicans, down from that to the Drew League, you know, D-Rose acquisition and this continue Kyrie drama, which we might get a little bit into today. But enough of that. Let's get into today's, today's topics. Actually, you know, let's scratch that. You know, I have another guest on here, one of my boys, Mike Checks. Mike Checks, my boy from VCU, another, you know, basketball lover, and, you know, show some love to my boy. How you doing, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Mike Checks. Just to talk a little bit about myself, I'm a senior here at VCU. That's how I met my boy, C. Political science major, um, and, you know, a former Hooper. Actually, me and C will actually have a championship together in the three-on-three tournament. I think we won up some Pumas and a customized hoodie. <laughs> hey, what a time <laughs> to be alive. Now, that, that, was actually, that was actually one of my memorable moments here at VCU three-on-three tournament. Me, Juan, uh, who was an honor rock, too. We had a little Golden State system where we, you know, we rested a player and we kept subbing in the person. But, you know, the trades were falling. Mike was looking like young Baron Davis out there. Wine was just getting buckets. So that was just a good time. But let's get into today's topics. The first thing I want to talk about is Penny Hardaway. Now, if you guys didn't know, Penny Hardaway last week said that Kawhi Leonard was not a superstar. And I had to think... Is he smoking something? <laughs> like, is he okay? The best two-way player who exceeds everyone's expectations every single year, the franchise player of the San Antonio Spurs, the anchor for the Spurs, the guy who carries him. He, the guy who, if he didn't get injured, I felt like he would have possibly single-handedly dethroned the Warriors. We'll never know this, but that just makes me that makes me think. You know, I really thought about it. And what I think Penny Hardaway was trying to say was that Kawhi doesn't necessarily want the limelight. So when he said superstar, I think he was thinking about, you know, the James Hardens of the world, the Steph Currys of the world, the Blake Griffins of the world. Those players that, you know, they're, you know, they, they're obviously the best player on their team, but they also bring in that box office success, you know, having the crowd sold out, you know, our own commercials and, you know, just want to be the spokesperson for that team. How do you feel about all this, Checks? Um, I think Penny Hardaway is definitely smoking something. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kawhi Leonard is easily, to me, a top three player in the league. The only players I'll put ahead of him is LeBron and KD. But I always say if, um, like Max Kellerman once said, if Kobe and Jordan had a cousin, it'd be Kawhi. They're the same type of player. He's a two-way threat. You know, he'll give you 26 points per game and strap your best player to under 20. So, in my opinion, how can you say he's not a superstar? What, what, really, what really makes a superstar then? That, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying, too. Because we can all argue, and I'm pretty sure 99% of us would say, you know, Tim Duncan was a superstar. Tim Duncan didn't like the limelight. You know, he was in his, you know, local H-E-B commercials, you know, 
but he everyone knew he was a superstar this is a guy who never took any days off always came prepared first one in the gym last person to leave and he had five rings to showcase his talent so you know that's that's just my that's 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 my take on it what, what any, you have anything else to say checks i mean i see where he might be coming from from that standpoint i mean i think he was seen smiling <laughs> and it was a big deal all over the internet like you know he's not the most charismatic guy but to me superstar means performance on the court and if i'm starting a team Kawhi leonard is definitely going to be one of my top three to five picks so that means he's a superstar yeah, speaking of the whole smiling, that's crazy. Actually, my whole my I have a new screensaver in case you didn't see it. Checks Kawhi smiling right there. <laughs> that 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 just geeked. You know, Mono Ginobili tweeted like, "Yo, I'm shocked right now," and I'm shocked too. You know, I, I'm thinking now. You know, when he dunks next year, we might see a little smirk now. So this definitely points in the direction I think he's going to be MVP. So I'm pretty excited about that. Moving on. I remember on first take last week they were debating if Steph Curry. I think who 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 said that Steph Curry wasn't a top five player. Do you know what ex NBA player said that? I actually don't recall, but um, whoever it is, I agree with him. So you don't think he's a top five player? Um, two time MVP, one unanimous MVP, um, great player. Two-time NBA champion, but he's number six as far as best players in the league. Well, you know, I, I definitely have to say I, I agree with you too. I think I think top five, number one, you gotta go with LeBron James. That's he's probably gonna be number one for like at least two, three more years. Probably two more years. Number two, number two, I gotta go with Kawhi Leonard. You know, I know KD, you know. Katie's a finals MVP, but come on, let's not forget the dudes on Golden State with that supporting cast. And yeah, number three, yeah, number three like I said, KD. Number four, if we're talking about top five players with number four, I, I got to go with, I got to go Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is number four for me. The fact that he's a two-way player and he's he's another franchise player. He just has to stay a little bit healthy, you know, get some better pieces around him and, you know, think better coaching. But this is a guy who literally last year averaged about 28 and like a 12 last year. So him and Boogie are going to do something great. Uh, number five, I got to go Westbrook, MVP. So that's my boy. Who's your top five? MVP, Brooke. Um, my list is pretty similar to yours. I definitely have LeBron number one. I got to swap KD and Kawhi. As great as Kawhi is, I saw what KD did to my boy LeBron in the finals. Made me sick to my stomach. So he's still the second best player in the league. Kawhi number three. And I want to say MVP Brook number four. You know, the guy just averaged a triple-double. And number five gets tricky for me because, you know... You look at, I look at three players here in this position. It could either be AD, Harden, or Steph in a lot of people's eyes. Harden killed it for me, game six and seven. <laughs> <laughs> game six, no um, game seven, baby. When playoff Harden showed up, um, Kawhi didn't play. And I feel like, was it DeJounte Murray that had more points than Harden? I'm pretty sure he did. <laughs> in an elimination game, that means you can't be top five. Um, so now we're between two, Steph and AD, 
And as great as Steph is, I feel like if they switch positions, Golden State would still be just as good as they are, but the Pelicans might even be worse. So I feel like AD gets that number five spot over Steph. <laughs> interesting, interesting, interesting. Moving on, you know, you know, a lot, a lot of people have been seeing these in this NBA Live versus 2K War. And I used to be a, you know, NBA Live head. And I remember back in the day when I was a freshman in high school, my brother was a senior and his friends. I got NBA Live 09 because Tony Parker was on the cover. <laughs> and literally, like, right when I got home, because I pre-ordered it, picked it up at midnight, all that, you know, and right when I got home out of school, my brother, my, my cousin, I mean, my, my brother, my boy Jew and Ty, they literally grabbed me. They took me in the car, <laughs> and we went to GameStop, and I got 2K <laughs> with KG on the cover. So ever since then, I've been loyal to 2K. But the moral of the story is that NBA Live, you know, I played the demo, and it's trash. Like, it is awful. Like, the player body types don't even look right. They all look like they're high. <laughs> It's just the physics is just fake. Like there's there's a there's a few good animations, but it just feels like they're robotic. And you know when I saw that 2K trailer, man, that was crazy. Like I'm I'm excited about 2K, man. Um, I'm definitely excited about 2K. I think the last NBA Live I remember was the one with Gilbert Arenas on the cover. <laughs> Safe to say it went down when he did. <laughs> but um, 2K is looking good. I was looking at a lot of the player ratings this year. Um, how do you feel about those ratings, see? For the most part, they're pretty they're pretty up to par. Um, I agree with a lot of them, but one we're going to talk about Meta Mellow later, so we let, let's 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 take away from that right now, but one that really got to me was Derrick Rose is a 78. Mm. That blew me, you know what I'm saying? I'm a I'm the biggest mm. D-Rose fan, but at the same time like my guy averaged 18-4-4 four and, four and was 47% from the field, you know? And and that's just crazy how Alonzo Ball and Markel Fultz haven't played one single game, yet they're rated higher than him. Like, show some respect. How do you feel about D-Rose rating? You think it's fair? I mean, I know the dude I know the dude got hurt, you know, hurt his knee, but that shouldn't take away from his productivity. It's tough when it comes to D-Rose. You know, we're talking about a former MVP, um, at one point, he was in the conversation as the most athletic point guard of all time. You know, between him and Russell, now Russell's ran away with it because of the injuries. But as far as his 2K rating, D-Rose is rated correctly. Um, what? I'm a Cavs fan, and I was excited about the D-Rose signing. Not a 78. Um, he's definitely better than Darren Williams. He's going to be a huge grade over... Huge upgrade over him. Dan Williams should actually be a 65. We'll talk about that later. Um, but the only thing with D-Rose, to me, um, he's a good player. He can't shoot worth a lick. He takes more efficient shots because he finishes in the paint. I mean, his mid-range is good. Off the glass is good, too, dog. His mid-range is decent, but I don't think he's a, a great shooter. And, you know, the mileage he has on his knees, he's probably closer to 33 than he is to his actual age. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but um, I think 78 is close to 80. It's not disrespectful, you know. It might not be the MVP Derrick Rose were accustomed to, but I think that's a pretty accurate rating for him. Let me give you guys a whopping stat, you know, with, with all these player ratings, right? 
So, like I said, D Rose averaged 18, 4 and 4, shot 47% from the field, 87% from the free throw line. It's rated 78, right? Now you got Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly, defensive specialist, not taking that away from him that he's a dog, averaged nine and a half points, six rebounds, four assists, shot 76% from the field, and had a 42% field goal. And you mean to tell me he's a 79? Come on, man. Like, come on, man. He's the Westbrook stopper. (laughs) (laughs) You give him, you got to get points alone for that. (laughs) But in all seriousness... I don't think Patrick Beverly should be a 79. Um, 76. I think he, 76, maybe even 75. You know, he's a defensive stalwart. We get it. I think he took out Westbrook's meniscus in the playoffs or oh, something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, but 79 is a little high for him. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Going, moving on to the next topic. D. Wade is, you know, there's been rumors that, you know, by the start of the season he's going to get his contract bought out. And I can't, I couldn't help but thinking that he's going to go to Cleveland. What are your thoughts, Chex? Should he go to Cleveland or should he go Should he go somewhere else? you think that's his best shot? If he goes to Cleveland, because I know you think he's going to go to Cleveland, is he going to be a starter? Is J.R. Smith going to start? How is this, how's this going to work out? Um, I remember during the NBA Finals this year, D-Way was sitting courtside. And while he was sitting courtside, he was seeing LeBron... A player he's won two rings with, playing the finals at the highest level. And D-Wade, I feel like he wants to be on that stage again. Um, his boy LeBron is there. You know, there's a lot of turmoil going on with Kyrie right now. But, you know, as the team as constructed has Kyrie, Kevin Love. They just added Jeff Green and D-Rose, <laughs> who definitely have to prove themselves again once in the league. But, you know, playing with LeBron does some stuff to people, so... I feel like Dwayne Wade mixing with those group of guys could definitely come in and make a difference. I mean, his minutes would be limited. Mm. He'd be able to be efficient in his role. And um, as far as starting, I honestly, I probably wouldn't start him. Just for shooting, I think. Yeah, JR spaces the floor. Um, and D-Wade, you know, as good as he is in his career, you know, he's a, he's a proven champion. I feel like coming off the bench on a championship caliber team with his boy LeBron, he already getting his 24 mil in Chicago. He's good. But, I mean, you could start him because if Kyrie stays there, we'll get a little bit into that. If Kyrie stays there, that's a knockdown three-point shooter. LeBron had a career year from three-point last year. And, yeah, and you have Kevin Love. And D-Wade's got a little bit, 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 a little bit better with the three-point shooting, too. So, that's not too bad. You just have another playmaker who can create for himself as opposed to J.R., because if you know if you're having D Rose come off the bench, I want some a little bit of shooting to go with him. So I wouldn't be too mad if D Rose, you know, teamed up with Jared Smith off the bench. So that's just something to think about. You know, moving on. You know, going going back. I, I hate going back to Kyrie these past couple of weeks, but we just can't help but to talk about it. So the real reason behind the whole Kyrie and and LeBron James whole drama was. Apparently, Dan Gilbert, the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers, of course, he had a deal on the table right after they lost the finals. And the deal was Phoenix would get Kyrie Irving. The Pacers would get the number four pick. And the Pacers would send Paul George and Eric Bledsoe to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Dan Gilbert asked, you know, LeBron, this deal is on the table. It's pretty much done. But the only way way I'm going to make it go through is if you promise to 
you know, re-up with Cleveland, you know, get some more years on that contract. And LeBron was like, no, I can't promise you that. So how do you feel about that? And if you're Kyrie, I, I, if, if I'm Kyrie, I, I'm feeling a little mad too, you know. I, I feel like he, he thought LeBron was up to it, but at the end of the day, you have to also look at it from a business standpoint. But what are your whole thoughts on that? Um, I feel like from Kyrie's viewpoint, um, I'm not mad at him, you know, with LeBron being as indecisive as he is as whether he's staying or leaving. At this point, it looks like he's leaving, honestly. Um, I feel like Kyrie's the type of player, you know, he's a very Kobe-like player. And I know you remember when um, Kobe and Shaq had their turmoil and Kobe requested to be traded. Um, but the Lakers eventually got rid of Shaq instead. <laughs> LeBron has a no-trade clause, so he's definitely not going to get traded. But um, at the same time, I feel like I feel like Kyrie is just in that mode where he wants to show that he can lead a team. Um, I had a debate with a couple of my boys the other day, not to go off topic, but we always ask this question. Kyrie, Dame Lillard, or Isaiah Thomas? And a lot of times, they put Dame Lillard and Isaiah over Kyrie because they say they carry their own teams and they don't play with LeBron. And I feel like Kyrie's heard that argument a lot of times. And he, you know, he doesn't get the respect he deserves. I mean, for crying out loud, the guy, the guy hit the most, one of the most iconic shots in NBA Finals history. So, But, but you got to think about it. You got you to think about it like this. Like, I mean, yeah, some of them would pick Isaiah. Some of them would pick Damian Lillard. But you got you to gotta look at it from Cleveland was the worst team when he went there. And they went through a lot of coaching changes, a lot of just changes in the front office in general. So you never we, – we saw his talent, but we never can see that come into fruition because I feel like he didn't have any structure. And once LeBron got there, he finally got some structure. So I feel like now if he goes to his own team, could he take them to the playoffs? Well, yeah, with the right personnel, but I'm still taking Kyrie over Isaiah and I'm taking him over Damian Lillard. If you, if you replace Damian Lillard with Kyrie Irving – Portland would be the same, honestly. If you replace Isaiah and had Kyrie on the Celtics, that's just another high-volume score that's more efficient. So, I mean, I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, Kyrie got that ring. <laughs> let him know. Let him know. I definitely agree. Um, I'm just really interested to see what LeBron's going to do because, um, you know, LeBron has options. I think Blake was – Listed saying that he'd rather be in NY over LA. Yeah, so Blake Griffin was on. I forgot what what podcast or talk show or whatever, but essentially Blake Griffin, you know, he was asked, you know, what do you what do you think about the whole LeBron situation where he's going to go? And he's basically saying, you know, don't be surprised if LeBron and his, and his whole banana boat crew are on to something because I, I really had to think about that. D Way is going to be a free agent next year. LeBron's going to be a free agent next year. Melo can opt out of his contract next year. CP3 only has one year with Houston, so it's just like, yo, like, I, I remember LeBron a few years ago. He was like, yo, it would be cool if we could all play together. So it's making me think, like, if you guys do that, what other player are you going to play with? And B, did you guys just surrender of chasing titles? Um, Honestly, I think it could happen. I think it is a very high possibility. Um. I mean, the way the Warriors are ruining the league right now, why not go play with your boys? <laughs> but they're kind of old, though, a little bit. Ah, they are kind of old. You know, D-Wade, I feel like, is, what, 36 now? 35, you know? 35 36. Melo's probably 32, 33. LeBron's about to be 32, I think. 
CP3. I don't know. I mean, if they go to the Knicks, literally you got LeBron. I mean, you got CP3 at the one, D Wade at the two, Melo at the three, LeBron at the four, Porzingis at the five. <laughs> that would be kind of hard, though. Yeah, that would be a crazy team. Um, honestly, I, I look forward to it. I mean, anytime you put LeBron around great players, you know, it seems like he always finds a way to get to the finals. He has a pillow and a blanket in the finals. So, I mean, in the East, with his, his bros, the banana boat, they could definitely get to the finals. As far as beating the Warriors, I'm not going to go. I wouldn't put money on that. That team is still probably the best team that I've ever seen in my lifetime. But the Banana Boat Brothers could definitely give them a run for their money. I don't know about the best team, but one of the best. They got to win more than one in a row, you know, back to back at least. <laughs> Sorry, MJ. One season, I'm taking this Warriors team over any of his teams. <laughs> you damn right. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> on other news, you know, social media erupted last week when, you know, KD and LeBron flew into New York and had a, the, one of the most all-star studded pickup game with KD, Bron, Mello. And I think even... Uh, What's his name? What was Cantor was in the game too? They they were going at it, man. KD was showing off some new moves. You know, LeBron was doing LeBron things, but more so important, Hoodie Mello. Hoodie Mello. Hoodie Mello. Hoodie Mello cannot miss, dog. I I remember, you know, just the other day they asked J.R. Smith about Hoodie Mello. He's like, "Who would you take, Mello, regular Mello, Hoodie Mello?" And he's like, "Ah." I gotta go with Hoodie Mello, man. Hoodie <laughs> Mello, he don't got no conscience. <laughs> so this made me think, like, I really want Mello to go to Houston because I feel like if he goes to Houston and he, and, he, and he's actually, you know, playing for something worth playing for, a championship, a, a, a contending team, then we're going to see Hoodie Mello unlocked, a.k.a. Team USA Mello. And it's crazy because Hoodie Mello, they, they just revealed ratings for him. He's a 98. You know, Jeez. higher than LeBron James. Hoodie Mello is a 98, and then the regular Mello is an 84. So that's just crazy. And I, and I honestly think he I think he should at least be 86, 87. But how, how's your whole thoughts on, you know, the pickup game and, you know, uh, Hoodie Mello? <laughs> the funny thing is, I feel like there's three stages of Mello. <laughs> <laughs> you know, first we have regular Mello. Uh-huh. Then we have Olympic Mello, who at first, if you remember, that was the best version of Mello. Um, 6'8", 6'9", can play the four. Can He's probably the best stretch four ever. Ever. Olympic Mello. <laughs> ever. <laughs> can shoot the three, can score from anywhere, inside, outside. You know, can straight give you buckets, essentially. Um, that Olympic Mello was the best Mello until we got... Exposed to Hoodie Mellow. Hoodie Mellow. <laughs> Hoodie Mellow is coming to anybody's gym, giving you straight buckets, ISO bucket, back to the basket, lay up, take the bump, and one, everything. <laughs> Nothing but swishes. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to JR Swish. He said it correctly. Man, I'd rather have Hoodie Mellow over any kind of Mellow. And apparently 2K says over anybody in the league. 98, hey, I'm going with it. I'm all for Hoodie Mellow. <laughs> hoodie Mellow. Yo, he, going, he, he making me want to, you know, hoop with a hoodie too. Like, that, that's just crazy. But how do you feel about his 84 rating at 2K? You think that's fair? 
Ah, did you see the meme on Twitter? Nah. I think he was telling his son to go to bed, and the meme said, I was speaking as if it was his son. He said, shut up, dad. <laughs> You're an 84. You're a bum now. <laughs> Man, and it's, it's crazy to think about, but Melo is an 84. Um, I think that's a bit low. Um, It's a bit low. I feel like he should be at least an 87. I don't think Gordon Hayward is eight. Was it eighty-eight? And Melo's eighty-four. I don't think Gordon Hayward is that much better than Carmelo Anthony. Nah. Um, Melo can still get you twenty-five to twenty-seven a game any given night. Um, he's still a mismatch problem from the three or the four. Yeah. Um, yeah, eighty-four is a little disrespectful. <laughs> and our last topic of the day, you know, with the season opening, you know, a little a little earlier than you know these past years. That means there's, you know, a, de- a decrease in back-to-back. So what I want to ask you, Chex, is how do you feel about this? Do you, do you think that there's going to be a reduction in injuries? you think there's going to be more star availability? Do you think that because there's less back-to-backs, there's going to be fresher players, which means, you know, better productivity? Um, and you think there's going to be less, you know, the DMP, Scratch-Off, did not play? You know, are we going to see – what, 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 what do you think we're going to expect? Um, I actually like it a lot. I think there's going to be a lot less um, players sitting out. Um, for crying out loud, I think somebody sat out for a broken fingernail last time. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, you know, players are going to be able to play. A lot of players can't rest, you know, just because it's an 82-game season. We get it. It's a long season. But, you know, fans paid us pay to see these players play. And I think it's an injustice, especially when you go to an opposing arena and say LeBron, Kyrie, and Caleb sit out. Because if I paid X amount of money for a ticket and I'm not seeing any of my favorite players play, I'm going to be very upset. So um, I think this, um, the less... The less... Uh, back-to-backs? Yeah, as far as less back-to-backs, I think it's going to be good for the league overall. Yeah, definitely, you know, with a lot of back-to-backs, that puts more wear and tear on your body. And also, you know, those late-night travels, you know, leaving the arena to go to, you know, another city, you know, and then, you know, coming in the hotel late, then you have to wake up and do all this shoot around and get interviewed and doing all that stuff. That takes a toll on the body mentally and physically. So I think with this happening, we're definitely going to see fresher players, less injuries, you know. But at the end of the day, injuries can happen at any given time. But I think we're going to see the least amount of injuries that we've ever seen. And like you said, this gives fans what they want. I think we had to come to an ultimate, you know, agreement between the fans and the players and the owners. So uh, I think we're going in the right direction. You know, it just makes more sense to just reduce the amount of gains. But if we can reduce this, then I think we're fine. So, yeah. Mike Checks, thanks for being on episode 19 of the Caesar Show. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Shout out to the Caesar Show. Uh, I really like what you're doing here, man. Great sports topic every week. Make sure y'all are tuning in. And y'all can follow me on my Instagram page, at MikeChecks underscore. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, one final remark. Thank you guys for listening to episode 19 of the Caesars Show. Make sure to, you know, follow me on all forms of social media at Sir Caesars. That's S-I-R-S-E-E-Z-U-S. I'm available on SoundClouds and iTunes Podcast, so make sure to go subscribe, leave a stellar comment, and give me a stellar rating. I'm out. <laughs>